0: This crazy dream about some folks who love this country who all began to dream the same dream. And when the morning came, there arose across this nation, people thinking one and the same. And they all Find their freedoms and all their liberties had gradually been taken away. And when they realized the danger to their posterity, I heard those patriotic people say, We want this country back. We ain't just joking, Jack. We want our liberty and our dignity. And our freedoms and our rights restored We want this country back She's been driven way off track We're wide awake and we're madder than hell now And we ain't gonna take it anymore No, we're not gonna take it anymore Remember Golden days. When the stars and stripes forever symbolize her glorious name America. America But now it's all been changed And when we gaze upon the glory It's hard
1: hello out there everybody how y'all doing folks welcome to the concord lantern my name is chris brumbles and i am an unreconstructed southern celtic american warrior for liberty and i'm filling in for by the way at the last minute for maggie rose who is on her way to the hospital and has been for a couple hours now in this frozen tundra that we all of a sudden have in oregon i i I don't know what's wrong with her. I hope it's nothing serious. She has been having some heart issues. So if you you could all throw a prayer to her for her quick and safe return, I sure would appreciate it. I'll be right up front with you. I kind of got a late notice to do this show, and I want to thank Don Powers, who's going to be our guest today. He's agreed to stay on the whole two hours and help us get through this. So hopefully I won't screw this up too bad and tarnish Maggie's reputation. (laughs) And maybe we can all learn something in the meantime. I want to start out, if I could, before I bring Don on, I wanna talk a little bit about President of the United States. We got a problem in this country. There are qualifications to be president, and one of them is you have to be a natural born citizen. Well, several years ago I did I wrote an article for Readout Readout News, and I would I would encourage y'all to go to Readout News and type in the name of the article was, here Here we go again, and put a comma and put Chris Brumbles, B-R-U-M-B-L-E-S, and read that article. It's a, it's kind of long. It's not too long. But I did three or four months' worth of research on what a natural-born citizen is. And it was during the debate over Obozo being a natural-born citizen or not. And by the way, he wasn't. And it doesn't matter whether he was born here or not. And I'll, And I think it will become clearer in a minute. Y'all need to know that we have a, our constitution as a compact between states, and compact works kind of like a contract. And on a contract, you go back to the time the contract was written, and and the same terms mean the same thing now as it did at that time. In other words, you can't just write a contract and say I'll pay this much to the guy for. For by you know renting his land, and then twenty years later, you say, "I don't like that. I don't like that. I want to pay less now." No, what it, what it, what is said at the time the contract was written is meant when you interpret it. <clears throat> so I went. I, I got tired of people arguing over if Obozo was a natural born citizen or not. So I went digging. And they didn't really put – our founders did not put what a natural-born citizen was in the Constitution because back then it would be like you and I writing a story today and we – explaining what tennis shoes are because everybody knew what they were – what a natural-born citizen was. And in fact, let's see here. Patrick Hendry used to separate people into three different classes, immigrant, citizen, or native, which was a natural-born citizen. So, what's the difference between a citizen and natural born citizen? Well, I'm going to tell you I was reading something from Reuter's this morning, and they were making the case that Nikki Haley is a natural born citizen because she was born here. That's just not true, not true at all <clears throat> so i I noticed that obozo got you know he he ran as he wasn't a natural born citizen then I saw the next election. And then you had Ted Cruz, Mark Rubio, and Bobby Gentle Jindal running as for president, and they weren't natural-born citizens. And this kind of disappointed me, because Ted Cruz, you know, I've always liked him, he's always seemed constitutional, but when he did that, I kind of lost a lot of respect for him. So what is a natural-born citizen? Well, when I went looking for evidence of what one was, I could only find it in two places. Emrit Davitale wrote a he wrote a, the Law of Nations, and our founders used that almost every day when they were writing our Constitution. And Ben Franklin even talks about this. And he gives the definition of a natural-born citizen. And then Dave Ramsey, who was the president pro tempore of the Second Constitutional Convention, about a week or two after that, after they recessed or whatever you call it, he wrote a dissertation on citizenship. And he gave the same example of what a natural born citizen is now a natural born citizen is a person born in this country to two parent citizens that doesn't mean that you can just have a mom or just have a dad and you're a citizen that doesn't mean that excuse me that doesn't mean that you can you know come over here and from Mexico, and drop a kid, and that's kid's a citizen, and I I encourage you to read this article once again, here we go again, by Chris Brumbles at Readout News, because I even put case law in there, proving proving my point. So, anybody, the problem we got is, we've had three elections in a row now, where we have people running for president that are not natural-born citizens. Why is this important? Well, because you don't want Putin coming over here and marrying an American woman and having a kid or or these tyrants from China or North Korea. Doesn't make any sense, does it? And when you're a diplomat and come over here and have a kid, they are they are legally a child of your country citizen of your country. Now the fourteenth Amendment says under the jurisdiction of if you're born here under the jurisdiction of the United States, you are a citizen. But what that means under natural law is whatever country your parents are under jurisdiction of, if they're not a citizen when you're born, you're not a citizen. Plain and simple. So, you know, we also had the – so Obozo said, well, my mom was. <laughs> well, the thing is they tried – the Democrats tried 10 times. 10 times you can go look it up. It's easy. They tried 10 times to change to write a law saying one parent citizen makes you a natural-born citizen. And, and they the last one they tried is right before Obozo ran and, it, and they've never been able to pass that they're trying to change definitions even if they changed it now it wouldn't mean what it meant when our when our contract was written or a compact anyways this is disgusting to me that neither Nikki Haley or Vivek Ramaswamy are natural born citizens and Ramaswamy even admits his dad's not a citizen and that his mom was became a citizen years after he was born. So what are we doing here? What is our Congress doing? I even went back to to see what how Obama or Bozo, sorry about that, didn't mean to be nice to him. I went back to see who 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 certified him? And it was two females. I can't remember the first one, but the second one was Nancy Pelosi. Now <laughs> do you trust that? I don't think so. Anyways, I, would, I encourage y'all to go read that article. Here we go again. And one more thing, we had a coverture doctrine back then, and whether you like it or not, we the coverture doctrine said that two is one and one is the male. So even if you get married back then, if the woman had property, it all it all went to the man. And that's why women still to this day call himself Mrs. John Smith. <clears throat> because two is one, one is none, or excuse me, one is the man. <clears throat> excuse me, I'm having some trouble with my voice this morning or this afternoon. Anyways, we just had. I hope y'all will go back and read that article, and I hope you will give a good listen to our next guest. He's a, he's a very pretty good pretty good patriot, and. His name is Don Powers. I'm going to let him introduce himself because I, I I don't know his background completely. I know I've only known him for about a year, but I like what I see so far. He's out there fighting for liberty and going to Washington to do all kinds of things. So please welcome Don Powers. Don, are you there?
2: I am here, Chris. Good to hear your voice.
1: What's what's little of it, there is. <laughs> I don't yeah. have much voice right now. but oh,
2: we got a two-hour stand ahead of us, so hopefully it holds out
1: oh it will and i think you got a lot to tell us i mean i think the important thing is last week we we announced that there's a movie coming to oregon called let let my people go let my what's it called <laughs> yeah you're you're there let my people go yeah it's, it's and, a documentary and, yeah and and this guy's been having all kinds of trouble getting this thing out because i've, I've read that apple's tried to block him and google's tried to block him and they're pulling the same thing they did on Sound of Freedom, it it sounds like. Is that true? Yeah,
2: they I mean they've had all kinds of uh, you know, attacks on the site and and other organ you know, other uh media outlets not allowing them to you know, pu- pulling it down, blocking them, shadow banning, et cetera, et cetera. You know, it's it's really disgusting when you think about what's happening in our country. It's it, what what makes me angry about it too, uh, Chris, and makes me, you know, fires me up is it becomes so polarizing so many of these of these issues, right, like this censorship and and the government you know being involved in in weaponizing the three later a- agencies against the American people and against the First Amendment so aggressively it's yeah. disgusting. I mean they're now announcing that they're going to arrest people who were on, they were even just on the grounds on January sixth um, you know that whole debacle. Uh, government well, you know what's
1: it. next. You know we're talking about it, so they're going to come arrest us.
2: Well, send the single ones.
1: <laughs> Breathe <laughs> them. <out>. So, <laughs> so before we go any further on this, I should have done it first. Can you tell everybody a little bit about yourself, Don?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I uh, I started out uh, getting into the, the movement in general because I was—I always call them, the way I put it—is I was that guy, right? I was the guy that was just you know theoretically minding his business, raising his kids, trying to trying to uh, make a living, you know, and and just going about my business. I figured, you know, I I trusted my government. I believed my my government was good, that people were, were for the most part, you know, good, and really wasn't paying much attention to what was happening around me in in the country. And I got asked at one point to go, because kind of my background, one one of the things that I specialized in years ago was something called compression algorithms. So what it had to do was mine primarily dealt with images and whether it be moving images or still images, very large images, having to compress those images, move them over a long distance and uh, encrypt them on the way and then make sure they got to the other end in one piece and were able to be, you know, unencrypted and that the the quality was uh, good enough for whatever the purpose was on the other end. So think about it like, you know, a PDF file or a JPEG image or something like that. That's a compression algorithm that's being used to make that picture a little bit smaller so it can be sent over to somebody on their phone or their email or whatever. And if you've ever had anything printed, you know how important it is that if you need, you know, a really big poster, you need a really high quality image with lots of, with lots of data, right? In that image, it's going to be high quality, it's going to be a really large file. But now you've got to move that really large file to the printer and the print company who's going to print this poster for you. Mm-hmm. Now, if it if it gets crunched along the way or uh, gets too small of a of a of a file loses too much data, I should say, when it gets the other side, you print that thing out. It's not clear, right? It's pixelated or it's soft or it just doesn't look nice and crisp like you had intended it to. It's the same kind of thing that I was doing, only a lot more complicated with a lot bigger images. Think about, you know, for example, a satellite image from space where you could actually zoom in on somebody's license plate and read the license plate number. Oh wow. Well. Talking- yeah, a massive <laughs> image type of stuff. So, um, you know, it's a huge file. you got to move so, it So So when
1: the- I flip them off, they actually can see me?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. They- <laughs> Not yet to so car, enough.
2: but they're working on it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a buddy that was in the Air Force. He, well, he retired from the Air Force, and then he re- just retired from American Airlines. And he said that, I mean, 20 years ago when he was in the service, they had cameras. They could read your VIN number from twenty thousand feet. So I don't know what they have now, but anyway, I cannot
2: so. confirm nor deny that. Um, <laughs>
1: I'm telling you it's true. <laughs> I know. I'm sure that it is. I'm just being
2: funny. At least I thought I was being funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, so now that's one thing. When you take one big image, let's suppose you have a video, right? Now, now video. One second of video consists of thirty frames, thirty pictures, right? That's why they used to call them moving pictures. Uh-huh. So now you got something that you're going to send off one second video clip of something that's thirty, thirty pictures, right? Thirty frames, okay. and depending okay. on the quality of that and what you need to see on the other end, like you see some, you know, everybody can understand this different quality of your camera. You send some, you, you see something and go, why is it every time that somebody takes a picture of Bigfoot, it's all shady and fuzzy and unclear, right? They zoom way in, you can't really see it, and it's all moving all over the place. That would be just kind of a silly example of. You know, your resolution not being real high, not a real high-quality uh, camera, right? But everybody's seeing, you know, all the new cameras on your phones every time, you know, they want a, another 1000 bucks from you. It's because they're sucking you in with this great new camera that it has, right? It's got five lenses on it. It does this. It does that. So, you know, same thing with video, right? So, um the higher resolution the higher quality of that image the larger that that digital file is going to be and if you take a you know a 10 second now you got 300 frames 300 pictures that you're trying to send off for somebody to look at a piece of video so anyway so what happened for me was I was uh, I was speaking at some national conventions on uh, image compression and some gentlemen with their big breastplates came up to me and and, uh, asked me if I could help them uh, if I could give them some time they had a compression issue that they were trying to resolve and I told them I could uh I would try it I'm sure and so we get to, to talking uh and I just kind of stop them I said are you are you talking about a wavelets compression and they just looked at each other and they looked at me like well then they said well what do you know about wavelets compression <laughs> I said well that's why you're here right because you know that's like why you're asking me because I know these things um so it was interesting they you know I think that they thought that that wasn't it was something they kept secret somehow or whatever but it wasn't that that big of a deal i knew about it um anyway so we we asked me to help them with that and i was you know fortunate enough to be able to to figure that out not just me there were people a whole lot smarter than me in the room that were working on it and it it really what it came down to was more of a hardware problem than a software problem but anyway i could bore people to death with with some technical detail on that but it, it essentially resolved that And then years later, you know, again, like, okay, that was cool. You know, really cool to do. Went off with my life. I had a software company that I was working for. I was a senior vice president of North America for a software company. And uh, we were working in digital video, um, doing all kinds of different things. And then suddenly I get a random call asking with another problem that that they're having with um, some data streams and the issue with those data streams. Was I'm born your death yet? Let me know.
1: <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, back. I don't, I'm back. I don't know what happened, but. <laughs> well, the issue with these data streams that
2: I was being asked to help with at that time wasn't so much uh, to do directly with, with compression, which was, you know, again, my, my previous kind of specialty, if you will, but it was a massive amount of data was going up to satellites. And then when it goes up to these satellites, it gets broken up into, you know, it'll, it'll take a piece of, of information, spread it over to a bunch of different satellites, and then reassemble on the on the other end say and that data going up could be anything like you know it could be a fan club for a band or you know people's messaging back to their family or you know all kinds of different data going up but they were looking for a specific type of data and the challenge that they were having was they were capturing they they had to capture the entire stream that was that was going up to the satellite and then You know, you've got all kinds of stuff there. So you've got people sitting down trying to decide, trying to find the piece that they're looking for. So what they asked me to try to help them with is, can we identify the footprint or the fingerprint of a specific type of information that we're looking for so we could isolate that stream and only capture that data? Right. So because otherwise you're capturing a tremendous amount of information and then having to decipher it. and It just was completely impossible and practical. So we were able to do that and capture those specific streams of data. Um, and that put me on alert of what was going on around my country, and I just I couldn't believe it. To be honest, I would just shook my head in and and I just like, holy crap! Um, they're stealing our elections. They're they're, they're they can they so, can do this.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, if, with your background, you, you can probably tell better than the rest of us can how they stole our elections. Yeah, well,
2: that's you know one of the many things, one of the many mechanisms. You know, there's so many ways that right. they're doing. It that um and so and, and then that that kicked me you know long story a little bit little bit shorter was that's that kind of kicked me into waking up and realizing holy crap but even that i came back from that and i didn't i didn't uh do anything about it necessarily right i hadn't even registered to vote in my life at that point in time right mm-hmm. and so i started shaking my head and i got invited by a friend of mine named joe oldman who coincidentally is one of the producers of the film you know let my people go that we were going to be showing you know here in, in sherwood on the 19th right uh, and so he he calls me up and says hey uh, Mike Lindell is doing this event and you really should come here because I think that you'd be you know you'd be valuable and you come and take a look at um, what's what's going on and how you know I'll invite you in so I went to that and I and I just yeah I was really blown away what, what I was running into um, the people that were there some of the technical people there were really genius brilliant and uh, so I came back home from that and people here in in in, in Oregon. <laughs> you had seen me there and and knew that i was there. He started asking me a lot of questions and stuff and i it got me involved and i just said i got to do something, you know. I've, I can't yeah. i've seen this, i can't unsee it. I can't just you know, there's like a bible verse that talks about it, right? And people will talk about you know, when Jesus said, you know, i am the truth, the way and the life and there's no one gets to heaven except through me. People will make arguments and say, well, what about the people in the jungle of, you know, they that kind of crazy argument and and uh you know, the bible uh does uh permit for that you know says hey look if you don't know you're not responsible for having known but it's that you know that you're right. responsible so it's the same kind of thing you know now i know i can't not i mean now i'm responsible right. for no i right. gotta do something i can't just i can't just not i can't be that guy anymore so i tried to figure out people were asking me to talk at different places Tried to figure out where i could be of help and that's when i that's when i uh, registered to become a Republican. Um, not because I was running around my whole life being Republican, although I think, you know, um, of the, you know, the two major political parties, that um, certainly aligns more with my values as, as a person, as a father, as a husband, as a Christian. Um, yeah. And that was really uh, why I registered as, as a Republican, and then I started getting you know, a lot more involved. The next thing I know, I was asked to be the co-chair of Election Integrity by uh then uh chair of the republican party Dallas Heard. um but i felt that that's that's where i could be of the most help and i've been on a quest ever since just kind of like a a leaf on a stream you know i don't know i'm not trying to direct myself i'm just figuring out where where can i be of the most help
1: you know are you still are you still considering running as national committeeman so we can replace solomon you (laughs) <laughs> Man, that's coming up a lot lately. I'm putting, I'm putting you on the spot, baby.
2: <laughs> well, breaking news.
1: Well, I'm um, already, I'm already putting your name out to a few people, so I'm hoping you're going to do it. We need somebody that's that's that cares about this country and cares about this. Well, cares about the state.
2: Yeah. And, well, you know that when I started, like a little while back, I started an organization. I helped start an organization with some folks, but started up uh, what we call Take Back America here in Oregon, and. Mm-hmm the kind of the whole principle of it was is i my philosophy at the time was to look we can't do a lot about what you know the interest rates rising and what's happening with the fed we can't do a whole lot about you know our our lunatic <laughs> uh, that's in you know who's uh, occupying the uh, the white house and 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 that but there's certain things we just can't really have control of but what we can control is right here we can take this thing back one county at a time we concentrate on our county we make changes within our county we can affect that and that'll that will create shockwaves across our state, and then we'll eventually get our state back. And when we do that, when we get Oregon back, that is going to be a tidal wave across the country because most of the country, including the RNC, pretty much given up on Oregon. You know, They've, they've well, all but told us
1: that. They, they've, they've weaponized our laws against us. They've stolen our elections. I mean, it's going to be hard to get it back. I don't know. There's so much corruption. I believe Oregon is the most corrupt state in the United States. And now they're so they're so corrupt. They're blatantly out in your face doing this now.
2: There, there yeah. was an article that came out. Um, I wish I could remember who it was by. Maybe Put <laughs> up somewhere, but um, it stated that mm-hmm. or it was the most corrupt.
1: Uh, oh well, I knew I knew it two years, two three years before they did. I mean, you can just see by what's going on. I, you know, I'm with Oregon Firearms Federation. We fight gun right. rights. I fight for every all of our rights, but but mainly that's our main job is to protect our rights to keep and bear arm, which we shouldn't have to do because obviously the government has no authority on every gun law is illegal, every single one. And I don't care what anybody says, just read the second amendment. Second amendment doesn't give you their, your rights. It it keeps, it changed the government, but you know, there's 30,000, gun laws now, at least. And, they just keep coming, and coming, and coming after us. Now, why are they doing that? It's not because they care about children or the people or anything. They want to enslave. They want to take everything we have and everything our children ever will have. And they can't do that if we have guns. That's but, right. <laughs> anyways, look at all the investigations going on on all the all the Democrats who took money from LaModa, which people believe is a criminal cartel, and what they busted what eight was eight eight slave camps now yeah eight so far down down towards I don't, I'm not sure it's down south somewhere this yeah. is disgust this is disgusting they're enabling these people and I mean look at the federal government letting enabling these tra- sex traffickers and drug traffickers and terrorists to just walk over our border unimpeded and but I, I did see it looks like the Texas National Guard is doing something about that now hopefully
2: it's pretty interesting what the guard is doing down there, isn't it? God bless. you yeah, what. So, yeah. yeah. no, uh, you know, it's, it's a damnedest thing. Uh, I'm kind of a big fan. I have a, a friend of mine who has a, a, a podcast and a radio show uh, as well. And it's non-compliant America. And I, I do some stuff with him and uh, get on there once in a while with him and feed him you know, information and stuff to, with his, with it. And Joshua does a great job. And, and I, and I love the name, right? I mean, at some point it all it takes is mass noncompliance to stop this crap like what's happening in our schools um not just here in Oregon obviously but right. all over the place you know the, the, the what they're trying to allow the, the pornography that they're allowing in the libraries the stuff that they're uh, letting boys and girls locker rooms and boys compete in girls sports it's disgusting and look i got i got news for you chris and i don't want to shock every all the listeners and everything but there's only two sexes <laughs>
1: Trust me, if you've ever heard me on the radio, they're already shocked <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> oh, I, I'm quite sure. There are only I'm quite two aware. genders. I'll even go far to say gender. gender. Yeah, there's that's, no that's, such that's, thing as 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 transgender. That's a made up yeah. term. They're transvestite weirdos. But there's XX and
2: XY, and if your kid thinks that they're. You know, you know, if they're born one, they think they're another. You're either a feeling as a parent by by feeding them and allowing that to continue, or you're not listening to them because they're crying for help, and you need to find out what is actually going on in their brain and and uh, and listen to them and and get it sorted out. Because look, absolutely, if you want
1: to know what if you don't know what they want to do to the United States, just look what they're doing to Canada. I mean, so you've heard of Ar- Arthur Paulowski, the the preacher. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, he well, was here in Oregon. Um, I actually ran security. Uh, my friend, again, Joe Oldman that I yeah. mentioned, he actually sponsored that that tour um, for Pulaski to come here and asked me to meet them at the airport and provide some um, security. And um, so I met him at the airport. We went to the, you know, we went over uh, to a, a lot and got into our gear. You know, I got him protective equipment, um, chest protectors and, and well, I, I, mask I, and stuff. So, yes, I'm I, quite I, familiar with Arthur.
1: Right, and I, I've interviewed him twice on the radio, and actually, we found out that he was getting he was getting thrown in prison for ten years for preaching. I yeah. literally called his cell phone and asked him, "Come to America," and he wouldn't do it. He said, "Nope, he's going to let God guide him." And I mean, that's that's great. He has that faith, but. You know, I believe in God too, but I I think that God wants you to help yourself. I I think he's made a mistake by going to prison. This is ridiculous. But maybe he didn't. You never know. I mean, they're just making more and more of a murder. They've already tried to burn down his house. This is just crazy what's going on there, and we're going to see it in the United States. I mean, they're arresting people for preaching in England now. Yeah. I mean, not just praying, excuse me. Praying. There was one guy, I, I saw this video. This guy was had his head bowed you know his hands up and the cop come up said are you praying he said yeah i'm I'm in silent prayer so he arrested him for praying outside of an abortion clinic quiet now these are all thought crimes right
2: (laughs) yeah well think about it i mean thought crime
1: that's exactly what's happening um you know oh well we're going we're going to have to take a commercial break right now but we'll finish we'll we'll start on this again after see you about about 33 after the hour we'll be back the best of the
3: free life is still yet to come The good times ain't over for good. You.
4: you are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org
5: We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Email
3: tom at republicbroadcasting.org, tom at republicbroadcasting.org.
4: That's
3: 818-965-9113. drinksupertea.com People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read a few highlights. Extendivite works in keeping my blood pressure in the normal range. I have been using Extendivite for many years. Great product I use regularly and I rarely get sick. This product has relieved what appeared to be angina pain in my chest and shortness of breath after climbing stairs. I'm quite happy about it. My husband, son, and I have been using this product for a few months now, and we have noticed an improvement in our joints and blood pressure. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit Extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com.
1: Extend your life with ExtendoVite. Welcome back, folks. Welcome back, folks, to the Concord Lantern. And I want to... Thank Don Powers for being here today. He's he's an awesome guest, and I think we're going to get through this with Maggie Rose is not here today. She's on her way to the hospital, and I'm not sure what it's about, but I'm hoping y'all will put your prayers out for her. You know, pray for her safe and quick return. And uh, we were just so Don. We were you're putting on this let this movie. Let's well before I go there. Let me, let before I go there, let me let me just tell everybody out there the media is fighting this movie, Let My People Go. The government is fight, probably behind it too. And I say, anytime the media or the government doesn't want you to see something, you probably should see that. Wouldn't you agree, Don?
2: You know, absolutely. It gets back <laughs> a little bit to what you were talking about earlier. I say about the yeah. Second Amendment. You know, it's like, you know why they want to take your guns away? It's because oh, they're yeah. probably ready to do something that you'd
1: shoot them for. <laughs> Well, you know, they're really pushing to take our guns and they're really pushing for a digital currency. And you know what, you know what they will do if they get our guns or get a digital currency, whatever the hell they want. And it's shown, I mean, people need to read some history and look, this stuff has all been done before. Nothing's new under the sun. go ahead no that's that's why i think the title of that film that uh,
2: david clements has uh, produced or uh, actually uh, he's the filmmaker for it. david clements professor uh, david right. clements he kind of goes by the professor you know he was a former federal prosecutor and he was a, a professor at the university of new mexico and he uh-huh. got fired because he wouldn't
1: take the jab i actually met him he he came to st helens oh, oh probably about six months ago and he seems he seems very passionate. I can't wait to see his movie. I've seen the clip, and why don't you tell people what what the movie's about?
2: Yeah, the, so the essence of, of of the film is is what he does. Is it, he's been very much on the forefront of the of the election integrity battle, and. He, he, he approaches things in a different way than, you know, than, than, than pretty much anybody else because of his, you know, background as a prosecutor. So he looks at things from a very factual standpoint, probability standpoint, uh, looks at motivations, and so he looks at things a lot differently. So it's, it's a fascinating way to look at it. But what he does, um, you know, Let My People Go, is a very powerful biblical reference, and there's a lot of historical reference um, as well to it. And what, what, um, what we really get from that is is a, a, a fresh perspective, and he does a great job of tying in. You know, January sixth, and in case everybody's, there, in case there's anybody out there listening that doesn't understand what I say when I say January sixth, I am talking about the peaceful protest when patriots and Trump supporters and 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 God fearing Americans went to the U.S. Capitol January sixth uh, to to uh, let their voices be be patriotically right and peacefully heard that's and right. were attacked by the capitol police in what was a complete setup that's the january 6th that i'm talking about yep. um, so when we talk about january 6th um he talked oh, david the film talks about why that happened and that happened because of our elections right they, they've stolen our elections and they were intending to do that and so the January 6th issue was a setup to protect the fact that they're stealing – what they're doing is stealing our elections. And don't kid yourself. They're not just stealing our elections. They're stealing your country. So if you're not involved in doing something about this, you're complicit. You have an obligation, as the Constitution tells you, when a government becomes so so corrupt and and, and no longer represents the will of the people, you have an obligation right, mm-hmm. to dissolve that government. So people get off your couch – dads, go protect your daughters in the schools and the garbage that's going on, and and do something about it. And anyway, this I film got a better a idea. Job.
1: Get them out of the schools. Get them out of government schools.
2: Well, yeah. Even better. <laughs> so,
1: yeah. And, and, you know, just a sidebar on all that. They violated the 12th Amendment that day. They, they had a... The reason that that happened, they needed an emergency so they could throw an emergency clause and violate the Constitution, or emergency rules, or whatever you want to call it they were they were supposed to have you have to have two-thirds of the senate two-thirds of the house and and every state represented when you when you count the ballots for for the president and they didn't they only allowed they under their emergency rules they only allowed i believe it was 22 democrats 22 republicans from the house and 22 and 22 from the senate so they violated the law so i mean. They, they cheated on the
2: cheat <laughs>
1: <laughs> right or, excuse it, me, they violated the 12th amendment I, I think I said 2nd amendment
2: no, you said 12th yep. oh,
1: okay. um, yeah well, it's, anyways, uh, yeah, so he, he, does he, does he does he get any interviews with the J6 guys on this film?
2: he does, yeah. he's got a couple of interviews directly with some of, some of them and he just does a great job so for those of you out there um, I did check this morning. We still got uh, about 46 tickets left to the event. Um, a few VIPs left, it looks like, as well. And uh, the, it's this Friday. Um starting at 630 at, in Sherwood, Oregon at the Sherwood Center for the Arts. It's a fabulous, gorgeous building, um, and it's going to be a great, great event, and I'm really, I'm really looking forward to it. So come on out. If you haven't, you can get on Eventbrite. This is where you can buy your ticket. Go on the Eventbrite and just simply search Let My People Go, and it'll take you where you can pick up a ticket. And to go to that. So um, hopefully we can fill the house. Well, that's going to be difficult. That place holds 400 people. I wish we would fill it. I mean, we should, we should fill it. I mean, you know, all the money from, from the event is going to uh, the January 6th um, prisoners. And um, I call them hostages myself, actually, and their families and to support their families. So there's not, you know, um, there's no reason not to come out and do it. You can you can watch the film. You can go pay $10 online and stream it and watch it if you want to. But uh, you can also pay 15 bucks and come on out. Um, and then the way it's going to go is uh, 630 doors open. Um, at that same time, there's, gonna, there's a VIP reception if you purchase a, a VIP ticket, and that's uh, backstage with David and uh, Joe Altman. Joe is one of the uh, supporters of the film, one of the people who helped finance the film. And uh, so David and, and Joe will both be there. In person, um, awesome. people have been asking: Are they going to be on Zoom? Are they actually going to be there? They're going to be there. When I said they're going to be there, I said, <laughs> be there. It's just, there's so many detractors. It, it's it's hilarious. It always comes from the same group of people too. It's hilarious. But um, anyway, they're going to be there. So we'll have a little like VIP area in the back for for that first like uh, 45 minutes to an hour, and then David will come out and introduce the film to everybody. And then we'll watch the film, and afterwards, David and Joe will uh, take questions from the audience about the film and, and answer questions and that type of stuff. So it's going to be a great event. A um, bunch of great uh, Patriots, Americans um, who care about our country and want to be able to to uh, have a good a good time, get some support. You know, like uh, come to. Come to uh, come to church, basically, right? Get, get some support with some like-minded people. It's always up. It's always uplifting and and you know powerful to kind of lift your spirits and give you a boost when you start to feel you're getting beat up a little bit. Come and come and have a good time. We'll have some um, appetizers available. A Friend of mine, uh, Justin Huang, um, uh, offered to p- provide the uh, appetizers for everybody. So that's oh. a huge. Yeah, that's really great of him. He owns uh, Joy Teriyaki, so if you've ever been to one of those stores, go go hit Joy Teriyaki up. But um, but anyway, J- Justin's going to bring provide food for everybody. We're going to have some beverages available as well, and uh, you know it's just going to be a real good time. But th- th- the great takeaway from it really is, I want people to come out of there feeling inspired, knowing yeah. that yeah. that you know that we're going to take this thing back and we're going to do it one county at a time, and give you, and, and also walk away with some new perspective as to how you can have a defensible argument right i mean when we talk about the problems that are going on
1: right Get
2: yeah go ahead sorry
1: no i said no I, i didn't mean to cut you off i just said yeah just they need to be educated because yeah education is power
2: Absolutely. And and it's, an, you know, have the ability to to have that discussion with somebody Like you talk to David, he's, you know, like people, oh, you Republicans, Rep- Republicans is that. And David's like, I'm a lifelong libertarian. I'm still a libertarian. He's like, you know, he's like um, he's so far from, you know, that. And that's kind of one of the points. I know you and I have spoken about this before, but, you know, this is not a red or a blue issue republican or democratic this is just we're talking about our country the foundation of our country the judeo-christian values by which it was founded upon we're talking right. about you know that the significance i think you were touching on it at the top of the show with uh, the significance of the of the very specific verbiage that was put into our constitution and what it means right. now and what it meant at the time it was written and it means right. the same thing it, now as it did when it when it was written thou shalt not be Next question, right? It's 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 emphatic. There's no more discussion. <laughs> you know. Yeah.
1: You know. I just um, saw. You've probably seen it too. I just saw a meme, not too long ago, and it was best one I've seen this year. I think it said, "It's been a long time since our found our, our politicians have been turned and feather, and it shows." And I think that nothing could be, you know, more true than that, right? <laughs> so basically, by getting, you know, when you I believe that when you get educated on subjects and you can beat their lies, it's kind of like turn feathering them.
2: Absolutely. You know, there's, a, there's a Bible verse. I'm not trying to get all religious and crazy on it, but it, but it yep. sure is a, a great book, right? And the Bible verse is talking kind things to your enemy is like pouring hot coals on their head. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> I think about that image. I'm like, yeah, I would rather just pour the hot coals on their head, actually. <laughs>
1: So let me let me ask you this, how, and the reason I'm asking is because not everybody here in Columbia County can go to that movie. And yep. my wife really wanted to show it to the to the Republican Party. She's the chair out here. Yeah. So how would you down? How would you be able to watch that? Just you'd be able to download it from somewhere or something? Yeah. So um, it's go
2: to go to go to uh, let my people go dot movie dot m o v i e. Okay. Let okay. My go dot, dot movie, and you can get a code there and uh enter the code and you can um and you can stream it so okay oh, okay and okay. then what david asks if people if they show it to a smaller group or you know or to a group he just asks that people would either a you know buy the dvd perhaps to have it in their collection or make a small donation you know because
1: um, well are they going to be are they going to have the dvd at the event I was told they were. I'm waiting for that.
2: I had uh, apparently Joe Altman has has them. Uh, last I talked to David, he said they were about 300 orders behind because mm-hmm. it was going it was, sales. were Apparently, were, were going real well, which is fantastic. Um, yes. And I'm supposed to get a box of them uh, ahead of their their arrival, so I haven't seen it yet. I'll, well, I'll, if you I'll, get one,
1: my, if you get one, put one aside for me. I'll definitely
2: buy one because. Okay. I yeah, guess. we're gonna put them out. My goal was to hopefully they'll send us a box of them so we can have a table there with them for sale. That'd be awesome. The event, yeah. So that'd be good.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, <coughs> excuse me. So there's that. We're pretty much caught up on the movie. I would think. It, yep, that sounds like it. <laughs> and it's, did you mention that it starts? It starts at six thirty, right? The doors open at six thirty.
2: That's right. Doors open at six thirty. VIP will start six thirty to seven thirty. Then the movie, and then a question and answer period with David and Jill.
1: Uh huh. So, folks, make sure you go to eventbrite.com and type in, let my people go and get a ticket if you're in Oregon and show up. Let's pack that room. Thank you. So, you betcha. So, you just recently went to Washington, D.C. What was that about?
2: Yeah, that was quite uh, an interesting uh, trip. Um, I got invited by an a, a organization called First Liberty. Um, they were fantastic. They paid for everything. Oh, awesome. uh, my wife and I, um, to go, we went first class. Uh, they put us up at the Waldorf Astoria Hotel, um, which was you know magnificent place. <laughs> yeah. Funny funny story about it before i get into details but my wife and i the first night we get there we we, we, we took a red eye because we both have to work and so we got up and, you know we took a red eye and that way we didn't lose a day but anyway so we so we get there and uh they we already had a bunch of things that were scheduled from from the group so we we, we did some of those events but that evening we come in and we go okay, hey, we gotta just take a deep breath here let's go sit at the bar and, you know have a drink we get there and it's like the bartender says hey we're getting ready to close my wife says well we have time for one drink and he's like yeah sure what do you like she goes I don't know a bubbly of some kind and and he rattles off like four different ones she goes well that the the rose sounded good so he brings it to her and we you know we have a a drink I had a a tonic or something and and we're sitting there we finish up and get the bill and (laughs) her little glass you know little champagne flute of champagne was like $86
1: (laughs) good lord (laughs) what'd you get (laughs) <laughs> it, must, it Must have gold flakes in
2: it or something. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> you know. And anyway, she just like. Well, that's the next time we went to the to to the bar? We uh we made, we got a menu, and made sure we knew what we were ordering because that was crazy. He just <laughs> top shelf, I guess. But anyway, <laughs> uh, it was a great event. Um, a great time. I mean, they they mm-hmm. um they basically uh, had a couple of meetings set up for me, uh, and then I had some other meetings that I set up on my own because I had uh, time and, and opportunity to do that so a um, couple things we um, we got to go to uh, a really interesting place I never knew that it existed but it's called the Army and Navy Club mm-hmm. and the Army and Navy Club apparently is extremely exclusive I, I had no idea when I mentioned it to a couple of uh, of congresspersons that this we were going they just looked at me kind of incredulously like how did you get in there <laughs> like, I, I <laughs> I like I don't know I don't know well um, but I uh, had, had, had dinner there and had dinner uh, with this lady, uh, and I'm, I'm going to pull up her uh, her name here in a second because I'm I blanking, blanking on it. But anyway, she was the first head uh, female head of the EEOC, um, Equal Employment Opportunity, by, and she was appointed by Trump, and she was doing some really good things to bring our country uh, back to um, Uh, You know, back to, uh, uh, I don't know, just real good values, right? Bring it back to some constitutional values. and doing some really good things for our country. Uh, But on day one, the Biden administration fired her.
1: (laughs) Oh, of course. It
2: won't have any of that. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> doing stuff, you know, for the people and, and, you know, m- you know, making the country better. We will have none of that, but she was really fascinating. Um, and that was, that was really great. We actually got also, which was uh, fantastic. We got a t- private tour of the Capitol building, uh, by, uh, David, who's the head of, um, uh, what's it called? um, uh, wall builders, excuse me.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: You know, um, and boy that was fascinating to come um to to get it from his his perspective Mm -hmm. um was really powerful because he was like we're standing in the rotunda and there's statues in there and there's great big paintings and and you could you know you could probably walk up walk in the rotunda and look around and go oh you know that's a statue of so and so okay Okay, no, there's a painting, and uh, you're looking at it, and you think, oh, that's interesting, that's so-and-so, you know, you, you kind of do that, right? You could spend, you know, maybe half an hour in there if you were to stretch it out, but when David Barton starts talking about it, and telling you about that photograph, and what's, or that picture, that painting, and what's important about it, and what's significant about it, and who's in that, in that, and what they were doing at that moment, and it was fascinating. It's like, every kid in America should like, forget your little history class that you probably don't have any anymore but okay. uh just go to the capitol and let david barton give you a, a tour and you will know everything you need to know about our country and you will be in you will know exactly what's happening to it now and and why you should love your country and have a passion for it and be so angry as i am and frustrated as i am about what's happening to our country right now under this illegitimate administration and how they're taking it down
1: absolutely you know my wife got a call got a text from a guy yesterday and I don't mean to change the subject. We'll come back to it, but yeah. he he just started ranting and raving about how we need a new constitution. These people, you know, I can't tell you the dangers of these people pushing an Article Five convention. Our fa- our founders were way against it. We've had two co- we've had two conventions, constitutional conventions, and both of them we came out with a new constitution. And if you look around, Soros if you if you've been studying this, Soros has been behind pushing this for 50 years and he's got you know he's got all these different groups and th- they come out and they tell you oh we're just going to do a- two amendments well they don't get to choose the amendments once once it becomes a convention it's going to run away and we're going to end up in a communist country i believe that firmly they've already got over 40 communist constitutions if you're never read the new states of america constitution it is scary <laughs> you, lifetime You know, lifetime appointments for senators and, and well, presidents would serve one term and then they'd become a senator and they never, you know, it's just a lifetime of bureaucrats and corporations and government. I mean, that's what they're pushing for, one world, a neo-fascist communist society. And we can't allow this. But this guy, people, if, if they're not obeying the Constitution, you don't change the Constitution. You make them obey the Constitution. (laughs) <laughs> so but david barton they they think he's the, the left likes to you know tell everybody he's a nut that guy is so i've listened to everything he's had to say and that guy that very, is well, a, very well very well known very knowledgeable
2: very knowledgeable and a, a great american he really is he's a national treasure if you ask me absolutely I really, and and speaking of you know that he has the The Wall Builders has the lar- that the third largest collection of of um, uh, founding documents and artifacts in the country next to the Smithsonian and the and the Library of Congress. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! It's- yeah. Absolutely massive. Like he was telling me how they did an event, a fundraiser in in Colorado, and mm-hmm. they brought in two semi trucks full of stuff that they donated to this fundraiser, and that that represented less than one percent of what they have.
1: I wonder where he, uh, what he, what he, what he did before all this. He must have had some money to be able to buy all these artifacts.
2: Well, I think that he's in all those and all that. He's partners with Glenn
1: Beck. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did not realize that. Okay. Yeah, you know so. Glenn Beck. Glenn Beck's the guy guy who helped get that Sound of Freedom made. Yes. Yeah. I, you know, you know, I liked, when Glenn Beck first came out, I liked him quite a bit, and then I was kind of he. You know when he switched, he's he turned to switch and like he was afraid to talk, and but then now he's starting to come out a little bit more, and I do think he does care. I think he's cares a little. bit gets a little weepy sometimes not really my cup of tea but anybody <laughs> right. fighting for america i'll stand behind so what right. are some of the people that you met while you were in washington didn't you meet ted cruz yep i did I actually had lunch with ted
2: cruz had a little chat with him and i i primarily pushed him on the the j6 sausages uh, you know ironically because i just said i said look you you're not doing enough this this right. is the biggest pimple on the face of our country right now we have no this is what i said to him essentially you know is is uh, we have no right telling any other country how to hold their elections or how to run their country or how to do pretty much anything until we can get our own house in order you know like when you fly on a plane and 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 they you know the the, the uh, <coughs> flight attendant comes out before you you know before you leave and says okay you know in case of an emergency or a, a loss of uh, cabin pressure they like to put it they don't want to call yeah. it emergency, in case of a loss of cabin pressure that right. uh, you know uh, oxygen mask will, will, fall, will drop from the ceiling and please put your mask on before you try to help someone else well, you know, our country needs to put our own damn mask on first before we start trying to tell anybody else or help anybody else, and that includes Ukraine or anywhere else.
1: That's a good yeah. analogy, bro. <laughs> I like that. I
2: mean, yeah. it's ridiculous. And so what,
1: what did what did Ted Cruz say? Did
2: well, he just he just say? whimpered and blamed it on the administration. And I said that's not good enough. You know, I said that's yeah. not good enough to say, oh, you know, the administration. You know, this oh, this administration. No. We got to fight. We have to. You're 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 in a position, a unique position, to be able to do something about this, and you're not doing it, and you're not doing nearly enough. And I, he's just like, "Wow, I just, Don, I didn't really expect you to bring it this, you know, this strong." And I'm like, "Well, what wh- what did you expect exactly? I mean, we're fighting. We've got we've got men in – Gulags being uh, that are hostages that are being tortured, put in solitary confinement as, as basically prisoners of war. As we have an illegitimate regime that has taken over our government, and you sit by and not do anything about it, and and talk, you know, you talk about being strong and how we have to be fighters, and that's there's there's your battlefront right there. That that is your battle. I so I don't give, you know, I, I'm tired of hearing about the border. There's no question that's a critical, big, huge problem, but. This right here is, and the reason they did this is symbolic. The reason they set these people up and did this is because they sent a message to the country saying, if anybody else steps out of line, we'll do this to you too. That's
1: exactly what it, it, it was to it was to get us to cower and hide, you know, to freeze and isolate us. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. But this border problem, man, this it's not a problem. It's I mean, we are the Indians now. They are just letting them come through, come into our country. They're, they're catching people with IEDs, they're catching people with explosives and, you know, weapons. And, you know, it's all, there ought to be somebody saying, hey, where's all the women and children? There really aren't any. <laughs> it's, no. all, it's all fighting age men.
2: Yep, exactly. I'm actually heading down there again
1: uh, first part of March.
2: Yes. Yeah. My next scheduled trip down there. I'm going to try to bring back some, some video and stuff. Although I think people have seen everything. I mean, they know, look, they can find it if they want to see it. That they want to bury their head in the sand and try to say, "Oh, well, if I don't, if I don't look, I'm not responsible." Right? Getting back to that, you know, thing that we were talking about before. But if if I don't know, then I'm not responsible for knowing. So if I just put my head in the sand, it's too ugly of a thing for me to really think about. But it's hideous. So I talked to Ted about that for a little bit, and then I met with about four, five different um, congresspersons as well. And then um, also really uh, interesting had a chance to um, meet uh, Speaker of the House Mike Johnson.
1: And oh that, well, we better hang on to that for till right after the break. Break's coming up here in a little bit. Oh yeah. So yeah, we that ought to be interesting because I'd really like to hear what you have to say about that.
2: Yeah, that, so, that was very brief.
1: So, but people, um, so people, it was great. People started out liking him a lot, and now they're not so happy with him.
2: So yeah, there's some people coming after him pretty hard. That's that's for sure. And I I don't know. Um, I've been busy the last you know week or two. I haven't really followed it. Uh, him. Uh, and why? I mean, I get an idea why people are upset with him, and I'm not sure I can, you know, that. Um, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not sure I can get on that train just yet. From what I what I saw, I thought it was a really good man. So, like you said, we can we can. Uh, but I had, I, I had a really nice meeting. Tough. I
1: definitely do. But so, anyways, we're gonna take a break real quick here, and we'll be back in about four minutes or six minutes or whatever it is. <laughs> 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 We want our liberty
0: and our dignity. right and our victory's on the way and we won't give up the fight till we hear 200 million say we want this country back we ain't just joking jack are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs
3: free shipping on orders over fifty dollars see the banners for hemp paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit slash Rbn
4: you can't handle the truth you're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network visit republicbroadcasting.org today because you